Welcome in. Welcome back to the Sports Nest Podcast. I am your host, AJ Figurelli. I'm finally joined by Nick once again. Yeah, I'm back. I missed you, dude. I mean, I felt so lonely last time. I've been out of it for a while, but I'm back. You know, you know how it goes. Uh, So we're going to talk about championship weekend. We'll um, kick it off with the 3 o'clock. So before we start... um, just a quick little recap that I want to announce. Oh, yeah, Dak Prescott sucks. Oh, yeah, we knew that. And the Cowboys will never win anything with the roster, coaching staff, and what Jerry Jones is doing. I agree. Couldn't agree more, pal. I mean, yeah, the Cowboys are a joke. And They're I'm not going to stereotype their fans because not every Cowboys fan is like that. No, correct. But, but 95% of Cowboys fans just get on my nerves. Uh, yeah, and we know one of them. Shout out to Ryan King if you decide to watch this episode. I will you say one thing one about him. him. Compared to the rest of the fan base, he's, oh, he's like nothing. nothing. He's nothing. The red dude. Cowboys and Eagles fans are the worst in the world, especially Eagles fans. They were trying to light some guy on fire at the tailgate. Could you imagine if the Cowboys were playing this weekend in yeah, Philly? That would be absurd. Somebody would die at the stadium. Did you like, see, there would be a murder. Did you see on Twitter that they uh, some guys? was wearing a Giants jersey and Eagles fans tried to light him on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what, who does that? Yeah, light a human on fire yeah. over a football For game. wearing an Eli Manning jersey. Yeah. Did you see what they, uh, the little, like, joke yeah, the Eagles I played saw, on yeah, Eli the mid-game? Bird. I saw. Yeah. yeah, it's great. But um, I will say one thing out of that game. I don't know if the Giants just didn't show up. They're not ready. Or if the Eagles just turned into Superman that game. I think the Giants aren't re- weren't ready for that game. I mean, Jones earned himself his money. He won- he won a playoff game. He played well in it. You just that you just don't have the roster put together. Like this was supposed to be a rebuild year. He's supposed to be four and thirteen, projected to be five and twelve, four and thirteen, six and eleven. You make the playoffs. You win a playoff game. You got your franchise quarterback, and you're most likely going to re-sign Barkley. So just add the weapons you need, and you're going to make the playoffs again. I agree with like that. Like ninety five percent of it. Yeah, but. That was, I mean, everyone knows the Vikings' defense is atrocious. I mean, correct. It's still a playoff game, though. You no, put yeah. thirty points in a playoff game. It's beyond. No, I'm not. Of... I'm not discrediting them. Okay. I'm just saying, like, I was the idiot that picked them. Well, you were. Oh, oh. And I just got completely embarrassed. Well, you know, a lot of people picked the Giants to win. You like to pick the underdog. They had a lot of momentum. They just weren't ready. They weren't ready. It's, yeah, it's they're simple. they're not there yet. They I think they will be in a yeah. couple of years, but not yet. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs again next year if I had to assume, and probably win their first round. But it's going to be tough getting past the Eagles, the Niners. They're all powerhouses, and you're just like kind of on the brink of being good. Well, I mean, they are good, but all right. So uh, championship weekend. Yeah, the first game is the NFC Championship. Yeah, of the Niners going to Philly. Yeah, that's that's huge. Um. The line's two and, uh, minus Philly, Philly minus two and a half. Now, before, I just want to preface this. We're recording this on Thursday. Both these games are on Sunday. Sunday. So, we're recording this with the information we have as of Thursday. Yeah, right Things now. can change later today. They can change tomorrow. They can change Saturday. They can even change Sunday. Yeah, and we'll, So, we're we'll, going off of what we know now. Yeah, this is current information. But, anyway... Yeah, the 3 o'clock NFC, it's Philly minus 2.5, and, and the over-under is 46. Um, the Eagles cruise through the division round, we know that. I mean, it's got to make you a little bit confident, no? It definitely does. They dismantled the Giants. 
Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they wa- I think Philly walked in there knowing they, they were going to dismantle the Giants no matter what happened. Like, I didn't think they had a thought of losing that game at all. Is it me, or do you just hate Nick Sirianni? Like, you're a like Giants him. fan. He's a douchebag. Like, he's just like a... Did you hear what he said at the end of the sideline when the ref was telling him to get back? Yeah, he's like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, like, get the fuck How, how about... How about when he looked in the camera and just nodded his that head? That was funny. That was that, funny. He I just like, lie, but he's it was a, he's funny. A dick. It was funny because of how stupid it was. Well, because you, you want to know why he's a dick? It's because he's taking after the fan base and becoming a dickhead himself. Nick Sirianni is like that kid in high school that refuses to grow up and makes a yeah. big scene over yeah, just like nothing. A, yeah, he's like a 16 year old. Like, what grown man? He's a good coach, though. Making millions of dollars coaching a professional football team. Is looking into a camera, nodding his head, and like making this weird ass face as if, like, oh, we're the fucking best. Oh, they are the best, but I mean, yeah, he's amped up, but he's a good coach. But like, I saw that and I just started laughing. I was like, what are you doing? He's a clown, but good coach. Uh, Personally, I I still think Brock, I mean, obviously, Brock Purdy is 2 0 in the postseason, like, He's, he's started eight games. He's won eight. Two of them being a playoff game, yeah. playoff games, mm-hmm. and he's eight and zero. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, there's still an idea in my head that he's a rookie. Like, he's he's never been in this situation, so you can never expect him. Neither to be is great. Jalen Hurts. Correct, but so I mean, especially against the Eagles' defense, I have I obviously am worried for Purdy to perform like he has been. Because the Eagles' defense isn't like anybody he's played before ever. And I think if the Niners win, I think McCaffrey's going to wind up being the X Factor, which everybody probably thinks the same because that offense is surrounded around McCaffrey and now McCaffrey and Debo, but mostly McCaffrey gets all the touches. Do you know what Brock Purdy's first game was of the season? Do you Miami, know who they played? He came in in the third quarter Miami. against Miami okay. when Garoppolo broke his So leg. the defenses that Brock Purdy has played yep. in those eight games. Yeah. Miami defense mm-hmm. sucks. That's a bad defense. Tampa defense is That's eh. a good defense. It's eh. They're good against the run. Everything else, they're kind of shitty. Oh, okay. Seattle is like... Decent. Decent at decent best. Commanders suck. Yeah, it's a terrible defense. Raiders suck it's and Cardinals bad. suck. Yeah. Yeah, so he has And then they went against Seattle again. Yeah. And then against the... Cowboys defense is good. Yes, it, but, it is. But, I mean... They didn't perform great. I think the, the Niners won that game because they're playing the Cowboys. Yeah, like Dak correct. Prescott doesn't know what color jersey he's throwing to. Yeah, he doesn't know what's going on ever. But uh, yeah, you're uh, so I. He has not played an above average defense. Yeah, I think yet. this is the first true test for Brock. Yeah, big cock Brock. <laughs> uh, is Hertz a hundred percent? Yes, he is. Okay, so. I mean, we don't know truthfully. The only Even person that knows that is him. He's going to say he's 100%. But, like, did you see the way he was throwing the ball yeah, he's, this past weekend? He'll be fine. I mean, he looked yeah, I he saw looked it. as good as I new. saw it and weeped. That's what I did. Yeah. You, uh, you were wiping off your tears. The Eagles' the defense leads the league in sacks by 15. They have 70 next. Which is unheard of. Behind that is the Chiefs. With 55. With 55, which is ridiculous. So Dude, the Eagles' front seven is the best in the league. The Eagles have four... All pro. Four defensive linemen with double-digit sacks. Yeah. Four. Uh, well, getting Hassan Raddick is um, good. He's good. He's a good player. But uh, injury report, Lane Johnson we knew was hurt last week. He was limping around the field all day. He just didn't want to miss the game, I guess. He's limited on Wednesday. Avante Maddox, they said they were hopeful that he was going to play. That's what I saw on Instagram before. They said when I was hopeful. doing... 
when I was doing the research for that, mm-hmm. they the Eagles are limiting Lane Johnson and Avante Maddox simply because they want them. Johnson's in. They they said no. He, I know. They said like, he was in. When it comes to this time of the season, if somebody is even the slightest amount of hurt, yeah, you're not going to practice them. You're yeah, gonna make no, sure they're good to go. Of on course. Sunday. Yeah. So I think Maddox winds up playing because, and that's why. For the Niners, McCaffrey, Debo, and Elijah Mitchell it's, it's, all did not practice yesterday on it's Wednesday. It's all load management. They can't practice a guy exactly. four days a week on playoff. There's no way. There's there's no way. So McCaffrey's probably out just to rest. Debo's out to rest. Mitchell, I don't know. I think he was hurt, but he's day-to-day anyway, and it's not a big deal if he doesn't play. So I mean, Johnson and Maddox are big for the Eagles. Johnson's Let's just their, put it this way. Their right tackle. No big player is missing this game. Yeah, no, I... I I wouldn't believe that, no. But uh, some stuff to look for, like we were talking about before, Purdy, can he execute the entire game like he has been? I mean, Purdy's going up, he's going up against, obviously, the best defense he's faced in his career. He's only played eight games, but this is the best. And we got to see how he's going to handle it. So, I mean, that's pretty much the story of the game for the Niners. If Purdy can't perform against this defense, then the Niners are going to have a tough time. You are not, I think... Is another thing that's huge to look for. What? Like right when the game starts, are the Eagles getting consistent pressure on? Yeah, Brock Purdy. Because if they are, it's completely different if the Niners are getting pressure on Hertz. Hertz, Hertz can move. Run. And also, you're getting pressure on Purdy, which makes him have to escape the pocket. And yeah. if routes can't develop in snap of a finger, you're basically stopping all their weapons just by pressuring Purdy. Now. Because Purdy can't run. Typical football logic. Yeah. Rookie quarterback, new quarterback, whatever. Mm -hmm. Whether they're new to the situation, new to the league, whatever it might be. You want to make them uncomfortable. Yeah. So that's, like, if the Eagles can get to Purdy, this game has a potential to not even be close. I think he's going to be uncomfortable off the bat. I mean, you saw last week he was pretty uncomfortable against the Cowboys, even. He was kind of shaky in the first couple drives. But if you get shaky and don't capitalize when you have the ball and you give the Eagles good field position, they're not going to sleep on that opportunity. Like they're going to they're going to pound them. If Purdy comes out shaky and goes three and out a couple drives, I don't think the Niners have a chance. Because the Eagles are so good at winning field position. Well, they're the best team in the league for a reason. It it's record speaks for it, stats speak for it. He's they're the best team in the league. And if they could do everything that I just spoke about, they I have the opportunity to blow them out. But the Niners do not have the opportunity to blow the Eagles out. The interesting thing about this game, both of these teams are very good at taking the ball away from you and not letting you take the ball away from them. The Niners uh, yeah. have a plus 13 turnover differential and the Eagles have a plus 8. Well, they're the two best defenses in the league. No, it's not just that. It's... They take the ball away from you. And don't give it back. Exactly. So that's how they win games. So it's going to be a very... Which is why I think no matter how a defense plays, how an offense plays, I think whoever wins this game is going to get the more... Like, whoever gets more turnovers is going to win this game. Yeah, it's probably going to be a battle of turnovers. If I had to guess, Purdy's probably going to turn the ball over a little more than Hurts since Hurts played 15 games and only threw six picks, and Purdy played uh, six and threw four, so... Hurts wins that turnover battle. I mean, yeah. The Eagles' offense is third in the league in yards per game. 
And again, they haven't played a defense like the Niners, so you don't know how they're going to come out against them. Hurts doesn't pass a lot, ninth in the league in passing yards per game. They're a great rushing offense, fourth in the league, and second in points per game. So you're, the Niners are dealing with a heavy offense, and the Eagles are dealing with a heavy offense because the Niners are fifth in yards per game, 13th in passing yards, 7th in rushing yards, and 4th in points per game. So you're even on offense, and on defense, it's all pretty much the same numbers. First, second, second, first, and 6th in points per game. So, I mean, it's they're even on both sides of the ball. It's going to be a good game. Something that's going to be very hard, or was very hard to predict, actually. Because we have our predictions set, but we're not going to say them until the end of the game. No, yeah, obviously. But something that was very hard to predict... The Eagles are second in points per game on offense. And they are... Or no. The Eagles are second in scoring points. The Niners' defense is first in allowing points. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be good. I mean, it's a good defense. Going, it's both sides of the ball. It's good. They're, all, they're both the best in the league on both sides of the ball. So... I mean, you you can't ask for a better game. Uh, wrap it up in the NFC. Keys to victory. Eagles, I think they need to limit Debo in one aspect, either through the air, on the ground, because you can't have him doing both. That's just, you can't win when a guy's running for 100 yards and catching for 100 yards. It's not possible. Yeah, they need to contain Debo in one of those two. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do it for both. The Niners need to uh, also, their key to victory would be to contain A.J. Brown, you can't let him get loose in the open field because he's fast, he's physical, can break tackles. Same goes for Smith, but he doesn't have the physicality that Brown does. He's, you just, need to, he's just fast. You need to neutralize one of them. You can't let Devontae Smith get behind you. That's about all. Because once he gets behind you, you're you're dust. You can't let Devontae Smith get behind you, and you can't let A.J. Smith or pff, A.J. AJ Brown get into open field. Yeah, exactly. Because he will not be tackled. No, he's a brick. He's an absolute... He's, an, he's another Debo that just doesn't rush for as many yards. way bigger than Debo. No, but it, it play style-wise. Yeah. He doesn't rush for as many yards as Debo does. They don't use him the same. But it's similar build. Obviously. But then I look at Debo, and then I'm like, why can't, like, why can't they use a guy that's equally athletic just like they use Debo on another team? Like, there's no reason A.J. Brown can't be doing that. But, I mean, I guess it's just not the play style. All right, so that is the NFC Championship game. Yeah, now you could ramble on about your Chiefs. So then the second game of the weekend is going to be taking place in Arrowhead for the fifth straight season, might I add. Burrowhead. Yeah, Burrowhead. Um, so this game is very interesting in a lot of ways. Yeah, Obviously, all eyes are on Mahomes' ankle. I mean, you even have reporters taking videos of his feet while he's walking off a podium. Typically, you're going to record their face. No, yeah, they're no, recording he, his legs and even him walking. Let's see if he limps. So, the opening line of this game, as soon as the teams were confirmed, once the Bengals beat the Bills and this matchup was confirmed, the opening line was Kansas City minus three. Mm -hmm. Then the next day, it went to Kansas City minus one. Then the next day, it went to a dead even pick'em. Mm -hmm. Then the next day, Cincinnati was favored one and a half. Yep. Now it's back to dead even. I think Cincinnati and should be favored regardless. The reason it's back to dead even is because of all the news yesterday of Mahomes looking like he's fine. Which, might I add, is absolutely unreal. 
I mean, it's insane, but we haven't seen any videos of him practicing. We don't know how yeah, we have. it is. They're, they're, they're out. I've seen him. All right. I have he's not. He's jogging. He's jumping. Yeah, it, I mean. He no tape. He, he should be fine. It's a playoff game. He's got adrenaline. Like, he's got to play. Obviously, it's going to bother him. He's going he's, well, yeah. he's to start bothering him in the middle of the game. But it depends on where the Chiefs are at. Got to say. But, I mean, I, I haven't had the exact same injury he's had. No, but not. I've sprained my ankle, I think. Twice. Yeah. I couldn't walk for like a week. Yeah, no, it's... Well, you're also a teenager from, you know, New Jersey. He's a professional athlete. No, I know. And he's dealing with like the great, like... He's got the greatest doctors, anything you need. Like training staff. But even still. Yeah, no. The fact that he's just like... The fact that he even came out last weekend and played the rest of that game. Yeah. He's a warrior. He's he's, He's that guy. So... To go off of that, yep. the, entire injur- the entire injury report for this game, for the Bengals, they're coming in with a really banged-up offensive line. Yeah, Lael Collins that. is out for the season. Yeah, he's on the IR. Alex Kappa is listed as questionable. He'll play. But he didn't practice yesterday at all. Mm. Their center, Ted Karras, I think that's how you say his name. I don't even know. Karras has been out the whole postseason so far so he's gonna wind up playing it he's missed the last two games he did so. he was a full participant in practice yesterday so he's, so he, he's, he's, he's going to play yeah he's gonna be he's their foul. center which is huge then their left tackle jonah williams is also listed as questionable and did not practice yesterday mm. yeah. so even if the Bengals, at least it looks like they're gonna get one of the three back that were out maybe last week. two because williams is a maybe but I mean, it's also wet. it's also only Thursday, so I mean, you got Friday. No, I Saturday. know that. But if the Bengals go into this game missing two fits of their offensive line, yeah, that is huge. Yeah, it for is the big. Chiefs. That is big. But I mean, if they have their center, you know, obviously Chris Jones is going to be lined up in front of the and center. Then so you want corner your Trey out Flowers, there. corner Trey Flowers, and linebacker Joe Bocci. It's a good name. We're both limited yesterday. I mean, I don't know who Joe Bocci is, whatever, however you say that. Uh, but Flowers is good, decent. So, I mean... This is just the entire Bengals injury report. If you're limited, then you're probably going to play. But, I mean, I don't think Joe Bocci is making a big play to win this game. So, so then on the Chiefs side of things, we already went over Mahomes. He was a full pra- full participant in practice yesterday, which is Absolutely outrageous. Yeah. Did everything, wasn't limited at all. Yeah. That's uh, that's good. So then, McCole Hardman, wide receiver, who has been out for a good amount of weeks now. Yeah, what, four or five weeks? He was limited for the first time yesterday. So he's finally back into practice. He was limited, but he's getting there. He might play. He'll probably be on a snap count if he does play, like third down. And then there's a chance that... Clyde Edwards-Lair and tight end Jody Fortson get activated off IR. I mean... Apparently, they're both ready. You don't need Hilaire, and you don't need Fortson. Oh, no. Fortson, Fortson I would be okay with if they activated. Well, because he could block. He's a tight end. Exactly. Hilaire provides absolutely zero value to your team. Correct. You have Pacheco, and you have McKissick, McKinnon, whatever. McKinnon. Yeah, Jarek. My boy Jarek. He's... Yeah, he's good. He's better than Hilaire, and Pacheco's better than Hilaire. So, I mean, Clyde should be cut just for having the name Clyde. No, he Clyde. should. I completely agree with you. But this game is very rare in the sense for the Chiefs. 
since Mahomes came into this league, mm-hmm. when have you ever heard this guy being an underdog? When have you ever heard the Chiefs are the team out to prove something? Uh, not until now. Exactly. So, in that sense, this is like brand. This is like a brand new feeling for the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're in their really... fifth straight AFC Championship game, and they're the underdog. in their place, and, and they're... they're not considered the favorite. They yeah, might be by Sunday. Is understandable. Now the line is moving. It's understandable. You got a banged up quarterback. Obviously, it's not going to be one hundred percent. There's no doubt about that. So yeah, I mean, the Bengals have been on a roll. They're playing nice. Joe Burrow's an MVP candidate. I mean, yeah, I'm not shocked they're favored, but yeah, it is a new feeling for the Chiefs. They've never really been the underdog going into a playoff game. It's the first time Mahomes has ever been an underdog in Arrowhead Stadium ever. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, but then you got to look at the Chiefs' side as to how they're not favored. I don't. The Chiefs' O line isn't anything special. Yes, it is. Are you kidding me? I mean, they're good. They're not crazy good, but last week... The Chiefs' O-line is top five. Sure, sure. Not last week. Okay, well... Mahomes was running around last week. It's the reason he got hurt. They weren't blocking for him, so they got a block for him you Do you week. think that the play Mahomes got hurt on... was it? Do you think that was intentional? Because mm-hmm. I don't. No, absolutely I hate not. the people that are attacking. He tackled them by the leg. He tackled them just how you should be tackled. He tackled them, and he tried to bring them to the ground. Correct. That's, That's not intentional. It's, it's just a freak no, accident. His leg just wound up in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Yeah. Happens. So, a couple keys to look for in this game. That will be a very telltale sign as to how this game will go. Yep. Number one. Can the Chiefs' O-line hold up and protect the injured Mahomes? Yeah, now, regardless. Yeah. He was a full participant yesterday. Probably going to be a full participant for the rest of the week. Correct. That doesn't change the fact that he's still somewhat injured. Yeah, of course. He's, he's, there's so, a if he has to move around him. all game, that's not ideal. No. He, mind you, he will move around. Correct, he will, but to an extent. But he can't. He can't do it every single play like he always does. Yeah, he can't be doing. He needs like, to be stationary at some point. Yeah, you need to block for him and let people get open over the middle. That's how you're gonna win. And last year in the AFC Championship, even this year when they played, mm-hmm. for a majority of the game, the Bengals would rush three and drop eight, or yeah. rush four and drop seven. Mm-hmm. Now, what that means is, if you're rushing three, that means you're having three defensive linemen rush the passer. Yep. So, in other words, three defensive linemen going up against five offensive linemen. Yeah. Then, the remaining people under defense, so eight, because 11 total, yeah. are dropping into pass coverage. Yep. Any human being that understands the game of football... If you if the defense is rushing anything under than five, you should be running the ball every single time. Yeah, you gotta pound it with Pacheco. I mean, I he's proved himself. He was rushing at like eight and a half a carry last week. Like I don't think you understand. If the Chiefs do not run Pacheco at least twenty times. Yeah, I'd say that's true. They're gonna struggle. No, actually. They just need to run the ball total 20 times. Not necessarily Pacheco. Yeah. But they need to be committed to the run more than they usually are. I agree. During this entire season, the Chiefs averaged 19.7 rushing attempts to a running back and or fullback. That is insanely low. Yeah, that's not a lot of rushes per game at all. Insanely low. Well, also you gotta understand. Obviously, they're not gonna run the ball because you have Mahomes. No, I understand that. You want to use Mahomes, but 
sometimes it just comes down to logic. Yeah, at this point, if it means you win and Mahomes throws for 180 yards instead of 300, but you win... Last year in the matter. AFC Championship game, the entire second half where Mahomes just looked like... He looked like me, a quarterback. Yeah, that was one of the most tragic performances. The entire the half, the Bengals dropped eight in coverage, rushing yeah. three. Mm-hmm. And then Did not... They ran the ball four total times yeah, in the second half. It's, it's four. Not what you want. And going into halftime, they were up by two touchdowns. Yep. That was a bad game for the Chiefs. I mean, that was absolutely I mean, pathetic. I don't want to compare this to a video game, but if you're playing Madden yeah. and you're up by two touchdowns going into halftime. Yeah, I mean, you're going to come out running the ball. Exactly. I mean, the clock is your best friend. Correct. And especially when you're dropping eight in coverage, why are you not running? Yeah. Uh, that was that was bad on Andy Reid's part, on the Chiefs' part. But, I mean, we got this year now, and you got Pacheco. He's good. So, um, regarding the quarterback matchup, yep. the stats are a little misleading because Burrow has one less game because of the whole DeMar Hamlin thing. Yep. So, Mahomes is obviously the leading candidate for MVP. Yep. It's almost guaranteed he's going to win it. Most so, he's going, to been, he's going to get his second MVP. Yeah. Which is outrageous. He's 27 years old. Yeah, I mean, he's the best quarterback in the so, league. So, and then Burrow is still on his rookie deal, which means this offseason he could potentially become the highest paid quarterback in the league. Which he most likely will. Now, if you're a Bengals fan, you're looking at this year as all the marbles. Because once you pay Burrow, it's only going to get tougher. Correct. Burrow's, Burrow's a bargain right now. Yeah. Now is your chance if you're the Bengals. I mean, he's coming off a career year. He's probably second in MVP voting, if not Hurts. No, Hurts is going to go second. I think Burrow will go third. And the, is Allen in it? Yeah, the finalists That's are the finalists are Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, Allen, and Justin Jefferson. Jefferson should be above Jefferson, Josh Allen. Jefferson's going to go fourth, and Allen's going to go fifth. I agree. And I can you can make a case that Jefferson can go fourth, or I'm sorry, Jefferson third. will probably win. Offensive player of the year. Probably. He's, it's not even close. Yeah. Like, there's Tyre, not Tyre even another... Yeah, he could win it, too. He actually had a really good year. But but Jefferson is just... Some uh, some good. team statistics of this game. Yep. The Chiefs are first in total yardage a game. 413 yeah. yards per game. Total. It's a lot. They're first in passing yards per game. Yeah, not, not sure. And they're first in points per game. Yep. You forgot to add that they're 20th in uh, rushing yards per game. That's because they don't run the ball. Well, they average five yards a carry when they do. You can't and this has out. been the story of the Chiefs for the past like three years. When they run the ball, they are good at it. They just don't do it. Yeah, I mean, it says here 650 passing attempts. That's all Mahomes. Maybe a couple were Chad Henney or whatever his name is. Um, Chad Henney, yeah. Yeah. But 38 passing attempts per game, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. I won't I, lie. I know. They average 38 passing attempts per game and 19 rushing attempts per game. Yeah. Now, 19 rushing attempts is not accounting for Mahomes scrambling. Barkley that's, gets that's not a rush attempt in my books. Barkley gets 19 carries a game himself. Exactly. And Jones included. So, yeah, I mean, that's not a lot at all. Something I found interesting. Now, watching the Chiefs the entire season as a fan, yeah. every single game, mm-hmm. it looks like they never get turnovers, ever. No, same with the Giants. Giants, but they were tied ninth, which isn't bad at all. It's not, and they actually had a lot more fumbles forced than I thought they did. They have nine forced fumbles. 
yeah, that's that's a good amount. I mean, yeah, I mean, all good teams. But the only thing that does scare me, they're the only team in this entire, in this championship weekend, that has a negative turnover differential. I mean, yeah, you could look at it as a bad thing, but, I mean, they're just going to play their game. Now, what that means is... If you have a negative turnover differential, that means you're turning the ball over more than you take the ball away. Yeah. The Chiefs have 23 total giveaways. 20 total takeaways. So their differential is minus three. They're the only team this weekend that has a negative differential, which is a little concerning. But, I mean... And the Bengals are top five as a turnover defense. I mean, yeah, they, they're they good. Their differential's plus six. 13 picks, 11 fumbles. Only threw 12 picks. Only fumbled six times. That's pretty good. So they keep the ball to themselves. They don't turn the ball over, and they don't give it away. So, so all right, so I'm going to do keys to victory now. I'm going to start with the Chiefs, and then I'll go over to the Bengals. Yeah. So for the Chiefs, you must run the ball 20-plus times total. That's not only because Mahomes is half injured, but if the Bengals are going to stick to the same game plan defensively that they have been, running will win you this game. Yeah. You must be able to protect Mahomes. Now, Mahomes will do his thing at some point. He will move around. He will scramble for a first down if he needs to, because that's just him. I mean, it's that or you're going to lose. That you got to protect him. Exactly. And on the defensive side of the ball, you have to get pressure on Burrow without blitzing. You have to. Which, I mean... And they'll blitz blitz occasionally. Yeah. Obviously, that's given. Yeah. But if you blitz consistently, Burrow will rip you to shreds. Oh, yeah, he's... The game won't even be competitive. I like this Against good quarterbacks, you don't blitz. No. Because they'll just... They know every possible way to rip you into pieces. What was the one you said you like? The special teams one. Yeah. The Chiefs special teams have been their weakness all season long. It was terrible last week. Whether it's kickoff coverage, punt coverage, muffing four punts a game. The kickoff coverage last week was some of the worst kickoff coverage I've ever seen. Now, I will give credit. Agnew on the Jaguars. Yeah, he's all pro. He's one of the best special teams return men in the league. But at the same time, you need to... Clean up your you shit. Reali- you have to time. realize that before the game starts and not just yeah. play a normal. The Chiefs teams. are the team. It's like, oh, Agnew's a good returner. Oh, we just realized that and it's the third quarter. Yeah, like that's them. The Chiefs also stoop down to their opponent's level a lot, but that's what a lot of good teams do. And something that I drove me absolutely insane the entire season: mm-hmm. the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL on third and ten and more. Yeah, the worst. On third and short. Yeah, if it's third and do. one, third and two, they are the worst in the league. And I'll tell you why. Ever since Mahomes dislocated his kneecap... Yeah, they will not quarterback. They will never, ever do a quarterback sneak. Which and not only bad. that, there's just something in Andy Reid's head. He's like, I don't want to run the ball. Third and one, Mahomes is in shotgun dropping back, trying to look for Kelsey over the middle. Yeah, I don't get that. Just run the damn ball. On yeah. third and short... Run the fucking football. Yeah, you guys could be a lot better than you are, which is crazy because you're already probably the second best team in the league. And Bucker was amazing last week. Yep. But he's been inconsistent this year, this season. Bucker needs to be perfect 
this Sunday. Yeah, field goals are huge. Because if you miss one extra point, Excuse that can game. lose you the game. Yeah. And no turnovers. That's you a, cannot yeah, give turn over the ball. No, but especially in this game. Especially with a crippled Mahomes. It goes for both Especially sides. when you're going against Joe Burrow. Yeah, who is 3-0 and against you. You cannot turn the ball over. Correct. Now for the Bengals' side of things. They have to get pressure on Mahomes. Yeah, that'll win. Have to. If Mahomes is comfortable this entire game, it has the potential to not even be close. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They need to make Mahomes move around. Now, that sounds very strange in the sense. Because if Mahomes is healthy, you don't want him to move around. Because that's when Mahomes is at his best. But if you're making Mahomes dance in the pocket, scramble out of the pocket, put more weight on his ankle than he has to, yeah, it's gonna, that's what you want. It's going to weaken faster. And the Bengals need every single deep ball that Burrow throws, they need to complete on. Because every single time, at one point in the game, one of the two chief safeties will get absolutely torched. Yeah, it'll, yeah. Well, Jamar Chase is also one of the best deep ball receivers in the league, regardless. He's one of the best deep threats. Yep. So is T. Higgins. Their whole wide receiver trio is just insane. Yeah, it's good. Too bad uh, the Giants are going to trade for T. Higgins. And they need to be... Organized and methodical on offense, and what I mean by that is, if the chief if they come out and the Chiefs can't stop the run, keep running it. Yep. If they can't cover Jamar Chase, keep throwing the ball. Yeah. Don't get cute, and that goes with the Chiefs too. Don't yeah. be running these fucking snow globe huddle plays on a fourth and short. You know, a lot of these a like, lot of these keys go for both sides. Like it, it's the same shit, really. And the thing about if the Bengals are able to generate turnovers and capitalize on them. Yeah, they're the, guaranteed to win the game. Won't even be close because the Chiefs are the kings of the NFL to turn over the ball, whether Mahomes throws a pick or somebody fumbles, whatever, and the defense just like, okay, here's a free touchdown. Yeah, that's yeah, gives you a little momentum, but that uh, that wraps it up. Yeah, I got a little emotional for that. Yeah, I mean, if the Giants were playing, you, I, bro, I'm telling this you, podcast would be an hour. I, this is the first time, other than when they played the Patriots and it was Mahomes' first season, I have not been this worried about this team in the AFC Championship game. Not only because Mahomes is hurt, they can't beat the Bengals. They're yeah. the Bengals' little brother until proven otherwise. Correct. They are Burrowhead. I mean, the Bengals can talk all the shit they want. They have every right. Yeah, to. Was, yeah, they do. But yeah, know, I see all these Chiefs fans getting like mad. You have no reason to get mad. If we were 3-0 against you, we'd do the same thing, too. Yep. But, yeah. But, um, so, now we're going to get into predictions as we're wrapping this up now. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I will start with my predictions. I'll start with the NFC. I think the Eagles are going to win this game 27-24. And I think it's going to come down to either a game-winning touchdown drive by Jalen Hurts or a go-ahead field goal with, like, a minute left. And then Brock Purdy will just choke. Maybe. Going into the AFC, I'm sorry. I wanted to pick the Bengals only because I had I have nothing to base off of the Chiefs winning this Sunday. There's no like, oh, the Chiefs beat them this one time. No, they're, they're 0-3. 
but I cannot bet against Pat Mahomes. I can't. And especially seeing him in practice yesterday, seeing how good he looked considering he hurt his ankle three days ago. I mean, and I don't know. I feel like this team just, like, they, they know, like, you lose this game, like, then you're really the Bengals' little bitch. Smells like some bias in here. I'm sorry. I just can't. I, this might be because I'm a fan. Might be. But I can't. I cannot bet against Pat Mahomes. I can't. I've seen him do so much insane shit. Yeah, no, I I, I relate. I, I chose Daniel Jones to beat the Eagles in Philly last week, so I can't really say anything. But uh, Would I be surprised if the Bengals win? No, absolutely not. No, they're gonna. That's the funny part. Would I be absolutely devastated? Yes. Uh, I have the Bengals winning 34-31. Same score they won by last year, I think. Something like that. And then I got a really... Won, uh, the Bengals won 27-24 last year. I got a little bit of a skewed score for the uh, Eagles game. I got them winning... I got the Eagles winning 23-19 to in this you game. You know, I, I actually think, like, the Eagles... Niners game is gonna be low scoring. Yeah, no, because it's two good defenses, yeah. so it's gonna it's gonna be low scoring. The, uh, both quarterbacks are new to this atmosphere. The Chiefs, um, Chiefs will be a shootout. I think. I don't think it's gonna be a shootout. Higher, higher scoring, more often. I think it's gonna be a very physical game, like very physical. Yeah, I agree. Oh, wow, I, <laughs> that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm at the point where I can't stop thinking about this game. Yeah. Like, it, it's getting to that point in the week. We're close. Like, last week with the Giants. At what point were you just like, all right, I, just get the game going. Monday. Like, let's go. Monday? Yeah. The, the day after they beat yeah. the Vikings, I was like, ready. Uh, but, yeah, that wraps it up. Covers everything. I think they're both going to be insane games. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Championship weekend's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, thank you to anyone that is watching. It is much appreciated. If it is more convenient for you, um, you can listen to us on rss.com. That is an audio-only podcast hosting website that allows us to seamlessly and free upload our podcast episodes. So if you're in a car, if you're running chores during the day, whatever you might be doing, where YouTube is not as preferred as it might be, if you're just sitting in your couch, you can listen to us on that. But, um, so that is everything, and we will be concluding this. So we will see you guys next week with a Super Bowl preview. Yep.